when you're feeling overwhelmed and even so far as to like truly suffering physical and mental ramifications from high levels of anxiety, the answer is to slow down. Don't rush through the work. Don't allow yourself to think that if you just tackle it and just bulldoze through it, it's going to go away. It's actually what's making it worse. And the truth is, you have the ability to slow down, and it starts with connecting to your mission. It's Evie here. Welcome to EML Radio, where we are always talking truth. All of those things you need to hear that nobody else is willing to say. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of EML Radio. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about reducing anxiety. And I got to be honest with you, like, I never thought that this would be a topic of much concern personally for me. Um, you know, I, I'll i tell you, I, I'm the person who really runs at kind of a high tempo. I'm this person that's either all in or all out. And honestly, I like it that way. Throughout my whole life, I've always had a lot of focus, um, big dreams, big focuses, and it never really, I would, I would say it never really wore me out. Um, but in the last, in the last probably two years, as I've gotten a little bit older, um, and then particularly so in this last year, ever since everything with COVID, like all this shit hit the fan, I'm actually at a point where I'm experiencing like physical and kind of mental, um, you know, consequences of high levels of anxiety. And it's kind of just, it's really thrown me for a loop. Um, and I got to tell you, I probably never had as much empathy for all those people that have suffered with anxiety in the past, because I personally just didn't really understand what it meant. I always just thought, you know, like, well, just, you know, get your mind together and slow down a little bit and put your mind at ease, do some yoga or something. And um, which now I realize it's, it's not as simple as that. So I figured this would be a great topic because I woke up this morning and was experiencing some pretty high levels of anxiety. And so I thought, well, today's the day to record a quick little pop-up on the things we do wrong when we are experiencing anxiety. And then I'm going to lay out at the end some things that we really need to be focusing on that help get your anxiety under control. Um, and I can tell you it's working for me. Now, that doesn't mean that it's that I'm perfect at it by any means. You know, there's times where I drop the ball on my process of keeping it in check and it really comes back like it did this morning. So the reason I already know why I was anxious when I woke up this morning is I had a great long, week-long spring break vacation with my family and it was much needed. And because that time was totally dedicated to them, I didn't really focus on any work projects whatsoever. And that's a great thing. 
But, you know, what happens when we kind of step away from things, obviously things pile up. So we had a 16-hour travel day yesterday um, and got home midnight my time, a little after midnight my time, which was after 3 o'clock in the morning East Coast time because we were in Florida. And so, like, I was just exhausted from all day of traveling, um, which, you know, I think that any time that we cross time zones like that, especially with a long day sitting on an airplane, it just kind of jacked up my sleep as well. And so I know that when my sleep is disrupted, that is probably one of the biggest triggers in me for anxiety. So when I opened up my eyes this morning, I was tired because of my disrupted sleep and the long travel day. And instantly, my mind just started reeling out this laundry list of shit that I know I have to get done this week before I travel again next week. Um, So it was like, insulate, you know, pop open. And I'm just like this flood of, God, I got three suitcases full of laundry that are going to have to be done. When am I going to get to that? I have a photo shoot coming up at the end of this week with our photographer, and I haven't even gotten the menu over to her yet. I have probably 25 different emails requesting information from me and what we're going to do with some of our marketing stuff. And our EML fitness app is launching very, very soon, and that's in final stages. And I have responses to do and evaluations on that. And then most importantly, we are launching a project that we've had in the works for well over a year, Copow, our nationwide prepared food delivery company, which I will definitely have to throw in here, is totally going to reshape the way the world eats. It's so exciting. But we have literally a laundry list of things to get done before we launch in the next couple of weeks. So you can just hear it in my voice now, right? It just makes me anxious just thinking about all that stuff. So when I opened my eyes, all of that shit just came flooding into my mind like instantly. And what I wanted to do, honestly, was I wanted to stay in bed and think about it or try to go back to sleep. (laughs) And I know that is the worst thing to do. So it's one thing that when, if you experience that anxiety first thing in the morning, which is usually when I experience it, um, the worst thing you can do is lay in bed and ruminate about that stuff. Best thing is literally five seconds, okay, shut those thoughts off and get up. So I instantly got up, unloaded my suitcases because I was like, that'll actually make me feel a little bit better. And the next thing I wanted to do was grab my laptop, throw my hair up in a ponytail, maybe brush my teeth and just start cranking away on that work. Because when we have work hanging over our head, I mean, it seems logical that that's the first thing that we would do is just start tackling it. But I know better because waking up with that anxious feeling and having all of these tasks hanging over your head, that's running you at a really fast tempo. And the reality is we need to slow it down a little bit. And so I'm, you know, for me, it is an actual process that I've created that really does work. And it is the opposite of what, like, intuitively we feel like we want to do. So what do we typically do when we feel that anxiety in the morning? We skip quiet time. 
We skip any time of checking in with ourselves because we're so focused on all the shit we have to get done. We skip movement, right? Who's going to exercise first thing in the morning or even just go for a walk or do like 10, 15 minutes of yoga? Who's going to do that when you have all this stuff to get done? And we rely on coffee and high levels of it, which just telling you on days that I feel particularly anxious, I skip my coffee altogether. Because coffee will compound that anxiety. And especially so if you're really sensitive to caffeine like I am. Um, And then we also skip breakfast, right? So then our blood sugar drops and we feel even more anxious. So the things that we skip are actually all of the things that we need to actually be doing in order to help Keep that anxiety at bay and help quiet and slow the tempo in our head. So the biggest factor in doing this, in just slowing ourselves down and slowing our thoughts, is to connect to our bigger purpose and our deeper mission in life. Now, I know that sounds kind of cliche. It's like, oh, well, connect to your why. And I kind of hate even using that term. But it's so valuable to know that you have a reason for being here. You have a reason for your life. And when we can stay focused with what that reason is and what really drives us every day, then all of the tasks that require our attention become less overwhelming. So think about it if you're a business owner, right? Or even if like you're a mom or dad and focused on sending your kids to school when you're picking the right schools, like you have a mission, right? You're not just going, well, I just hope this all works out and I have no idea what we're trying to accomplish. So we write mission statements for things like businesses. We discuss what our mission and our purpose is when we're sending our kids to school or getting our own education. But why is it that we don't create a mission statement for our own lives? And sadly, most people don't. Most people are like, well, I, you know, I'm going to work hard. I want to be able to build a house. I want to be able to send my kids to school. I want to be around to hang out with my grandchildren. And I can't wait to retire. And that's not a mission statement, guys. That's the equivalent of a business writing a mission statement that consists of, I just want to make money. That isn't successful. Which is a side note, businesses that don't have a very detailed mission statement and only focus on making money, they fail inevitably they end up failing. So how do you write this mission statement for your life? Um, This is a practice that my coach led me through. And we took some really, we took some really purposeful steps and intentions in creating a statement that I now repeat to myself every single morning. And on mornings like today, where I was kind of overwhelmed with anxiety, and would have just skipped this whole process on these days where I'm particularly struggling, I actually take the time to sit quietly and write 
out. I just copy it word for word through my journal. What my purpose is, why I'm here. And when I connect to that, all of that other noise just seems to kind of fade away. So I'm going to share my mission statement in life with you to kind of help just point you in the right direction about what this can look like and the depth that it really kind of needs to be at. So here it goes. Mine is, when I'm connected to my purpose, my love of humanity drives my life and my energy. Empower and inspire others to not live to mediocrity, but to live for greatness and leave their legacy. It's not about accolades. It is about my story and their story and the power of making a difference in the world. I'm a fighter. I ignite fire in others and I will use my gifts every damn day. Now, that right there keeps me going and focused on why I'm here versus maybe I don't see really good results in my business for maybe months on end. Maybe I have some haters reach out to me and say terrible things to me on social media or in my email, right? Maybe I lose clients. But when I am focused on that purpose and knowing that I am here because of those gifts that I have, I have a gift to ignite fire in others. So it's not about all the accolades and the immediate results. It's all about showing up every day and doing the work instead of allowing myself to get overwhelmed by the work. It's so powerful. But I know some of you are probably saying, well, that's great, but I have no idea what my purpose or my mission in life is. You know, you want to be a good person and you want to do all the things that I said earlier in the show, but there is something deeper than that. And so I want to give you a couple of ways to start soul searching and just figuring out what it is that really inspires you and makes you want to get out of bed with enthusiasm every day. So there's two different things that I used personally. One is asking myself the question of what actually really makes me excited. Not happy, right? Because happy is kind of easy. And happy is missing a whole lot of depth. When we focus on happy, we miss a whole lot of other emotions. So instead of focusing on what makes you happy, I mean, shit, ice cream can make you happy, right? It's more than that. Ask yourself, what makes you excited, Like what totally just like lights that fire inside of you and makes you feel really alive. And then the second one, and this one is so powerful, is what did you love to do when you were a kid? Because chances are there's something along the same lines that still lights you up and you just have been disconnected from it. Life has disconnected you from it. And you've allowed all of the tasks and struggles in life to draw you away from what you really loved throughout your whole life. And a really quick side funny story to tell you guys here that we found a tape recorder from back. It was my dad's tape recorder and my dad died when I was 10. So that kind of tells you how young I was. I think it, I must have been probably about eight when we when this was recorded. So... 
we my mom found this old tape recorder that was my dad's that he used to walk around on job sites and record information about the jobs he was in construction um and I loved that tape recorder. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, all these memories just came flooding back to me. So like I totally remember that tape recorder. And on the reverse side of the tape, there was a recording of me interviewing my sister and my brother-in-law. Now, my sisters are a lot older than I am. I was interviewing them. And it's my, like, eight- or nine-year-old voice on that tape recorder like just inquiring about like, okay, Timothy, where do you work? And here I was interviewing people when I was only eight or nine years old. And I can remember how much I loved that. And look what I'm doing today. Here I am with EML Radio, right? A talk show. I get to interview people. I get to talk to people I would never otherwise get to talk to. So, It's just a great example of we have things that have lit us up our whole entire life. And a lot of times we've just allowed all the hustle and bustle and the demands of life to pull us away from it. So really ask yourself those two questions. Again, I'll repeat them. What makes you excited and feel alive every day? And then what did you really love to do when you were a kid? So when you're trying to find your deeper purpose, or I like to call it your mission, what you're really striving to do in life, start there. And a side note on that, it doesn't have to be your job, guys. Okay, because there's so many people that are like, yeah, Evie, this sounds great, but I have bills to pay. And what I love to do has nothing to do with my job. That may be the case. So long as you're not in a job that you absolutely hate and isn't killing your spirit. Now, that's a whole other topic. But just because something lights you up and you love to do it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be your career. Now, for some of us, that those two things align, and that's even all the better, right? Get paid to do something that you love. But that doesn't mean that you can't find the things you love to do in life because it doesn't align with what your career is. Because actually, maybe your career gives you the means to do more of the things that you're on a mission to accomplish. It doesn't have to be either or. So let me touch back on all the things that we typically do when we feel anxious and how we need to do just the opposite. We need to get out of bed at the same time every single day. There's lots of research behind that, guys, like clinical psychology research that shows regulating your sleep-wake cycle is like the number one thing that you can do to reduce anxiety. So get out of bed. Don't lay there and let those thoughts ruminate. Give yourself those couple of minutes quiet time to connect with yourself before you connect with the world. That means no phone first thing in the morning. And you got to move. It doesn't have to be a whole hour-long fitness class. It doesn't need to be some intense session at the gym. But you need to just move your body. Move some blood around. Flush some limp. Clear your head. Get some sunshine. It can be as simple as, a, as just walking. And then avoid high amounts of coffee. If you got anxiety, you sure as heck do not need to be dumping a lot of caffeine on top of it. 
and then we got to make sure that we eat breakfast. Those are just really easy, practical steps. But deeper than that, you have to make sure that you have a connection to your mission statement. So I would highly encourage you all to really do some soul searching. Ask yourself those two questions that I asked you earlier and figure out what are you really on a mission to do in life? Because when we connect with that mission, all of the daily tasks and thoughts and overwhelming duties we have calling and pulling us in every different direction that cause anxiety, those are manageable. It doesn't mean that they're going to go away because life isn't perfect. But you are going to be able to control them and control them in a way without relying on medications. I'm not going to go down that road, but you're not really controlling your anxiety if you're on medication. There are real ways for you to do that just by taking some control of your mind and having a deeper purpose and mission for being here. And it's worth sharing with you too before we end this call that I have had so many people recently sending me messages and sharing new businesses that they're starting. One gal, she's been a longtime friend. I helped her with doing her branding, her logo and stuff because she's just stepping out and empowering herself to do what she wants to do with her life. I am getting so many of those messages and I got to tell you, it just really does bring me to tears. It makes me so happy that I have been willing to put in the work, to reduce the anxiety, connect with my mission so that I can inspire others to do the same. So here's the truth I'm going to leave you with today. When you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling overwhelmed, and even so far as to like truly suffering physical and mental ramifications from high levels of anxiety, The answer is to slow down. Don't rush through the work. Don't allow yourself to think that if you just tackle it and just bulldoze through it, it's going to go away. It's actually what's making it worse. And the truth is, you have the ability to slow down, and it starts with connecting to your mission. Thanks a lot for tuning in. As always, I appreciate every one of you, and we will see you next time. 